Thank you. Well, good morning, church. How are we all doing this morning? It is so good to see everyone here this morning. We, we just want to thank you. Welcome to Home Church of the Nazarene. If you're visiting with us, whether online or in person, we want to say welcome. Amen? Amen. Um, first and foremost, we've got some anniversaries before Mike takes over. We have some anniversaries. Um, let's see here. Pastor Agapito and Silvia Orozco. <laughs> Brother, how many years are we looking at here? Forty-seven years. Wow. Okay. Um, oh, we got another one right here. Uh, Franklin and Nancy Payton. I believe they go. They, they come to second service, so we'll 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 get that one again. Uh, oh, where, where are they at? Pete and AJ Millam. <clears throat> So how many year, years are we looking at, Pete? 32. Congratulations. Uh, last but not least, we have Jerry and Nancy Winders. Nancy, my question, Nancy, the question is, how'd you do it? I'm joking. Jerry, you know I love it. I'm just playing with you. Hey, so how many years are we looking at? 36. Congratulations. Can we all give them one more hand of applause? Thank you. Thank you. Happy anniversary to you all. Uh, before, we, before we move forward, I, we, we have to do this right now. I just have to do this. Uh, we, got the, we had kids quizzing yesterday. And uh, I got to say, the, the kids quizzing, these kids are learning God's word and memorizing verses and scriptures. It's an amazing thing to see what they're doing. And what's even cooler is our people from church now just coming to watch because they love the kids so much. And so I wanna, yes, I wanna, so I wanna throw that, I wanna throw that out there. Next quiz off that we have, whether it's here, I don't care if it's in Arizona, come and join us. All right, all right, so here we go. Uh, here's the results for the quiz off. Matter of fact, actually, where are my quizzers at? Can I get all the quizzers to come up here right now? All the quizzers come up right now. Woo! Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Do me a favor, Bella. Can you come out? Yeah, just come out a little bit more. There you go. Okay. All right, so here we go. Uh, here's the results of the quiz off. Red level quizzers, which is uh, uh, the age for that is uh, first grade to third grade. Red level quizzers. Arabella right here, she got second place. Oh, sorry, I apologize. Ari got first place. <laughs> sorry. Uh, Maddie got second place. And uh, third place, Imani Garcia. <laughs> the blue level, obviously, is the, old, it's the uh, I'm not going to say bigger because all of them are big, right? The, some of the older ones right here, uh, 
gold medal, Mackenzie Mesker. Uriah also got a gold medal. Uh, silver medal was Ari Garcia. Mateo Garcia. Bella Painter. And the bronze medal right here, Maddie Metzger and Joseph Estrada. And so the Sparks team was number one with a score of 880. Good job, guys. Go find your seat. Good job. Very proud of you guys. Very, very proud of you guys. All right. Who's ready to have church? Amen. Let's go. Mike, come take the stage. Thank you so much, brother. Kids, guys, congratulations! We are so proud of you, and uh, just seeing the way that you guys are learning God's word—what uh, an amazing thing! Such a blessing. All right, church. So, speaking of the kids, to get us started this morning, if I can have you guys come right back down, we should have—we should have just had you stay. So, we're going to have children's church this morning as we welcome Miss Melody to the front. Sorry, I forgot this. Well, I'm really proud of the quizzers. That's great. Um, I promise to come to your next match. In October, keep coming. In October, we got to go to see our granddaughters at pre-nursery school on costume day before Halloween. I was so surprised that almost all of the boys in their class got dressed up like Spider-Man. There were so many Spider-Men dressed in costume that day. There are so many kinds of action figures. I don't even know them all and what they do, but I understand they're heroes. They have superpower. They're ever ready to help, and they are strong. Is that correct? Yes. And did you know that in the Bible, there are people and stories that we can look to that they are action figures as well? Remember the boy David? He had strong strength from the Lord. And he was ready to stand for his nation and fight the giant Goliath. Do you know what his job was when he was a boy? Next slide. What do you think his job was? A shepherd man. He was a shepherd man. Next slide, please. And the Bible tells us that he took care of his father's sheep. And when a predator like a lion or a bear came to snatch one of the sheep. The Bible says that David ran and rescued the sheep right from the mouth of the lion or the bear. He was a man of action, and he was bold, and he was strong. There are a lot of shepherds mentioned in the Bible. Some of them are Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, and Rachel. Yes, a girl. I could take this off. 
Would you girls be a shepherdess? Well, what do shepherds need to do to take care of their sheep? Give me some ideas. They need to, they need to protect the sheep. sheep and give them lots of love. Mm -hmm. Anything else? What do shepherds need to do? The Bible says even a shepherd can carry the lambs. Did you know that pastors are called shepherds? And Jesus is called the great shepherd and we are his sheep. And in Africa where we lived and worked for so many years, there's a special word and the word is mchungaji. And that word is for anyone who takes care of sheep. And the same word is used for pastors. But this Christmas story talks about shepherds. Do you remember the shepherds in the Christmas story? I think it's very amazing that God chose to give the first message about Jesus' birth to shepherds. And we know that Next slide. We know that they were taking care of their sheep in Bethlehem on the hills. And all of a sudden, an angel of the Lord came, and the glory of the Lord surrounded them, and they were afraid. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign unto you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. After that, a multitude of heavenly hosts appeared, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to men, on whom his favor rests. You can sit down, we're almost done. And when the angels um, were talking to them, they said, next slide. This is what the, ooh, it's crowded in that. This is what the Bible says. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and went and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about the child. And all who heard it were amazed at what they said. To me, this seems like shepherds in the Christmas story were action figures. First they were afraid, the angel said, don't be afraid. Then they were fearless and they went and found the baby Jesus. And what did they do after they found the baby Jesus? They spread the word. They did, they were bold and they spread the word that a savior has been born to us. He has come from God above. A baby to become our savior because God loves us so much and I think that we can be action figures for God too and we can tell our friends and neighbors that same great message that first came to shepherds so I would like to conclude by singing the chorus that we sing about shepherds at Christmas time go tell it on the mountain will everybody help us sing this chorus ready 
Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. That was great. Now, I want to challenge you to be action figures for the Lord. Be bold, be brave, be fearless, be people and children of action. So the first action you can take is go back and sit down in your seats. And wait, wait, I want to thank Wesley because he lent me his Spider-Man for this lesson. All right, thank you. Thank you again, kids. Thank you, Miss Melody. So, church, before we uh, get moving into our time of uh, giving and worship this morning in the Word, uh, just a couple of reminders of some uh, exciting events that we have upcoming here at Home Church. So, first of all, where are the ladies and the kids that are here this morning? Let me hear you guys. Make some noise. So... Something special for you guys on December the 11th at 9.30 in the morning, we are going to be having our I'll Be Home for Christmas brunch. So just a reminder that with this event, uh, for each pair of socks that you donate for the sock drive, you will be entered into a special raffle. So this is going to be a potluck, so just a reminder to uh, bring your favorite dish, and there is a sign-up sheet in the foyer out front. Guys, I am so excited. Starting today, we have a new Bible study during second service. So we have Mr. Mike Machozik, who is going to be leading this Bible study uh, during second service in the history room. And for those of you who might not be familiar where our history room is, when you exit the sanctuary, you're going to go to my left and through the door at the end of the hallway. And it's going to be the first door on your left, right back here behind the baptismal. So that's where we're going to be meeting second service with Mr. Mike Machozik. Uh, our Christmas Eve service is going to be taking place on Christmas Eve, December the 24th at 5 p.m. So make sure that you guys mark that on your calendars, 5 o'clock. So Home Church is also going to be putting on a Christmas play this year. And I can tell you, you don't want to miss it. So, very special play, very special night. Make sure that you invite your whole family to come out and join us for Christmas Eve. And speaking of the Christmas Eve play, we are having practice today for everybody who is involved in the play. So, absolutely. So, just a reminder for those that are involved in the play, uh, go ahead and meet us in the gym today. That's where we're going to be eating lunch. Um, hopefully you guys all saw it was bring your own lunch. So we're going, to, we're going to be eating over there, and then we're going to be coming over here to actually practice in the sanctuary today. So I just want to make note of that. Uh, just a friend, friendly reminder for you, church. Um, again, our children's area is only accessible by the home children's staff and permitted parents at any time. So just a reminder that if you do need to access the other wing of our church, you'll need to exit out the front doors across the patio, and then you can re-enter through the gym doors on the other side. Next week, we are going to be having our joy potluck after second service. So our just older youth are going to be meeting in the gym. So again, 
please bring your favorite dish to share for that potluck. We do have our Christmas card boxes that are set up in the foyer, and that is where our future Welcome Center is going to be located at. So feel free to put your Christmas cards in the box, and they're going to be sorted alphabetical by the last name. And just a reminder, uh, don't forget, stop by the boxes, check and make sure that uh, if you have any cards that you guys pick those up throughout the Christmas season. All right, church. As we move into our time of giving and worship this morning, uh, I would ask that you bow your heads with me as we open in prayer. Proverbs 3.9 says this, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. Father God, we praise your almighty name this morning, God. We come before you this morning with humble hearts, so thankful for the blessings that you continue to pour out. God, you've commanded us to honor you with our wealth, and I pray that you will be honored greatly this morning as we give to you what is already yours. Lord, bless these cheerful givers. Bless the tithes and offerings that they give to you this morning. And God, as we enter into our time of worship, we ask that your presence be known here today. Holy Spirit, fill this sanctuary this morning. Fill us with your power so that when we leave and go out into this world, that we may speak the word of God with boldness and effectiveness, God. Lord, I just pray all of these things this morning in your mighty name. Amen. I don't know about you, but Christmas time is my favorite time of year, and uh, it's a time of rejoicing, it's a time of hope, it's a time to be reminded about love, and so I would like uh, Kathy Clayton, Steve Clayton, and uh, Dan Engington to come down as we light this second candle this morning. Please, uh, let's wait on lighting the candle after, our, after I'm going to read the verse. And just want to say it's so good to see the three of you here this morning. And uh, thank you for doing this. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world, he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Isaiah 40 Three through five. A voice of one calling in the wilderness. Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up. Every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level. And the rugged places plain. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed. And all people will see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Amen. You may light the candle, please. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Sing with us, church, as we rejoice 
as we worship with a Christmas song this morning. Stand with me this morning as we enter into a time of worship. Amen. Do you see what I see? ready to go to the mountaintop and tell the world about our creator. Amen. I said, do you see what I see? Do you see? Yeah. Shivers in the cold, let us bring 
listen to what I say. A child, a child, sleeping in the night, he will bring us goodness and life. He will bring us goodness and life.
God, I say, I'm going free. Amen. Barb, if you come down and say a prayer over the service this morning. Amen. Let's bow our heads this morning. Jesus that because of you we are free we love you Lord and we just pray that in this beautiful Advent season you will be with each and every one of us personally as well as corporately thank you Lord for this great praise team that has led us to the very throne of Christ and you have told us that we can come boldly to your throne Lord and so this morning we ask for an anointment upon our pastor as he delivers the word that you have given to him. Fill him with the Holy Spirit and may the spirit in us receive the word. Thank you, Lord, for this time of worship. We praise your holy name and we love you, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a clap offering. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Jesus and by his blood alone you can throw it into the sea this morning and be free in his name I say glory glory hallelujah through my shackles in the sea
here to play church, amen. I'm not here to play church. I'm here to hear from Jesus. Yeah. And Jesus this morning is going to set some people free. Some people that have been bound for many years, including myself, with certain things in life, with certain ways of thinking, with certain ways of doing things. Jesus is going to set us free this morning. Amen. More than a song, more than something we say, is something that he's going to do in our heart this morning. Lord, I pray that you would give us an encouraging word. Let this word speak to every heart, every life. Let us be reminded of who you are as we receive communion this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, we thank you. Amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Thank you, musicians and singers. We so appreciate you. Amen. ready to hear from God this morning. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So before we get started, I just want to um, show you guys something. I think this is really cool. This is awesome. We now, Home Church of the Nazarene, has our own Christmas ornaments. And they're only $30 a piece. <laughs> no, actually, uh, we uh, $3 a piece. So take out the zero. I don't know about you, but that's beautiful, isn't it? We got that one right there, and then we also have this guy. I don't know, so if, you, if you're more of the, uh, the ladies have the terminology for this, this is more like the, the what would you say? More of like a, the bling right here. We got the bling. So Mama Jane, this one's yours. And then we have uh, more of the, uh, just like a, what would you call it? Like a, a farm, a traditional farm field. Uh, so whatever your background is, whatever your style is, we have them for you. Amen? Amen. Amen. I like that. Amen. Excuse me one second. If I don't have my notes, it's okay. You know what that means? We're just going to go off what he gave me in my head, amen? I want to share with you this morning something that's been on my heart, and my prayer is that it will minister to your soul. First, First Corinthians chapter 11, verses 24 through 25, we're going to be reading that in a little bit. The word remembrance is a very interesting word to me. Uh, many of you know I'm a musician, I write songs, and words stick out to me. Certain words. Um, it means to retain mental impression of an event that has taken place in your life. And that's why memory loss can be so devastating because you can lose uh, memory, memorable events. People who suffer, suffer from dementia, Alzheimer's, as it progresses, it's very sad. Uh, they don't know the name of their loved ones anymore, their spouse, their children. 
the friends, and this can be very devastating, very heartbreaking. That's why memory is important. In the book of Malachi, we're going to be going to Malachi in a little bit, God makes this statement that is profound. It's, it's amazing. How many of you know God is a God of books? Um, it's an amazing thing that the best-selling book in the world, no, is not Harry Potter. It's the Bible. The best-selling book in the world, the most popular book in the world, is the Bible. God is a God of books. And hopefully this morning, your and my name is in the book. Amen. Hopefully when we take our last breath, our name is in the book. He's a God of records. It's amazing because God is omniscient which means he has all, for, all information at all times. He never learns more about you. He never, he never forgets a thing unless he chooses to. God has to create a seed called forgetfulness because he's all-knowing. He's all-powerful. God who knows all things. He knows your deepest thoughts. He knows your heart. He knows the sins that you and I have committed. And what's amazing is he's still, God is still madly in love with you. And so I want to preach a sermon I've entitled Remembrance. What got me going on this is the, the writer in Malachi right here uh, speaks of another book. And the book is called the book of remembrance. Malachi 3.16. You can just jot it down. You don't have to turn there if you don't want. Malachi 3.16 right here. It says, then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. God is so amazing. Even though God is omniscient and never forgets a thing, even though God knew you before your parents knew who you were. Even before God knew you before, even your parents before your parents knew each other. Before your mom and dad knew each other. Before the stars twinkled. Before, before anything even was created. He still has a book of remembrance because memory is important. And so now I want to read 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verses 24 through 25. It says right here. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Jesus knows he's about to leave soon and transition from time to eternity. And he tells the disciples two things. He says, I never want you to forget. He says, I've done a lot of things in, this, in, in my life. But there are two things. I don't got a list. There are two things 
that I never, ever want you to forget. Only two. I know I did a lot of stuff, but there's only two things. Only two things. This morning, I need you to remember. One of the first thoughts when I'm reading this, remembrance and of the cross, it's important to know that memory only works for those who um, have experienced something in their life, an event. Um, this is why testimonies are so powerful, amen? Hearing someone's testimony of what God has done in their life. I don't know about you, but I get excited when I hear and when I see a change in someone's life. When I see someone who has gone from broken to healed, to torn, to sown and fixed by God's grace. And sometimes we can hear a testimony, someone can give a testimony, and we're wondering why they're so excited, but it's almost like they're saying, if you would have experienced what I've, what I've experienced, if you would have been through what I've been through, if you would have been in the darkness where I was, you would know why now I am so happy. You would know why now I have a smile on my face. You would know why now, because memory is important. Memory is the result of a glue-like substance, which I just learned this, that releases into the hypothalamus glands and goes negative or positive thought. And Jesus right here is like, let me leave you guys with some positive thought. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, this is my body that was broken for you. So do this in remembrance of me. He's saying, literally, when you look at my broken body, I want you to remember how much God loves you. When you feel that no one cares, when you feel that life has handed you a bad card, when you feel that you have been passed by, God says there are two things that I want you to remember. I don't want you to ever forget how much I love you. When you look at my broken body and you look at how they hung me high and they stretched me wide and how they beat me and how they rejected me, I want you to remember that God, that I am still madly in love with you. I don't want you to ever forget it. What I'm saying is, what, what he's saying is, I want you to remember the things, the lengths that I went through to get to where you are. The word, it's probably the biggest word I've ever used in my life, is anthropomorphic. And many people, many times, because we come to church so often, it becomes something simple. So I wanted to use a word that wasn't simple. It's routine. But there's some complexity to it because God now became man. The word is anthropomorphic. It's divinity now stepping into, stepping into 42 generations, going into the dressing room, or you would say dressing womb of Mary. Now clothing himself into humanity. God who is divine, God who's omnipresent, put himself into time. God who knows no space nor time. God who, who has no limits put himself into a limited body. Are you hearing me, church? 
put himself into a limited body, reduced himself down to the lowest as a human vessel. And you have to understand, because back then they never believed God would do such a thing because human flesh was so dirty. Human, human it was, God would never do such a thing. God who is divine, God who is pristine, God who is all-knowing, all-power, creator, God who doesn't look for the answers because he is the answer, brought himself down, came down, and became a man, humbled himself. You know, something I didn't understand a long time ago is the Bible says that our God never slumbers or sleeps, right? But Jesus was on the boat. Remember the day when uh, they were on the boat and Jesus is lying there knocked out, cold, gone. And all of a sudden the storm comes. There's a big old storm. It's raging and the disciples are scared. But Jesus is what? But the Bible says that he never sleeps nor slumbers. So I'm going, wait a second here. And you know the story because when they were in the storm, it's raging, and they're like, Lord, Master, he stood up, and he wiped the sleep out of his eyes, and he said, peace, be still. And the wind and the wave all of a sudden say, wait a second, that's the voice of our creator. And they call, he was God, and he was knocked out. Are you hearing me, church? He was God. He was, he was God. He was man. They said, wait a second, even though the wave and the wind, they listened to him. He was God and man. He said, I want you to remember what I went through to get to where you are. I want you to remember how much I love you. Remember the price I paid, what I went through, how I came down to dwell with you, to be like you so you could experience my love in your life. I want you to remember. I don't ever want you to forget. He said it came with a price. Psalms 91, 98.1 says right here, Sing unto the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm has gotten himself the victory. Salvation is God's victory. Salvation did not start in the church. Salvation didn't start with the denomination. Salvation came from God by his right hand and his holy arm. And he has gotten himself the victory. And he extends it to you and me. This morning, you can't work for it. You can't buy it. You can't live good enough to get it. It's only received through by faith, through grace, You can get his salvation by his grace as you step in and you say, God, I believe and I turn from my ways and I want to live for you. Amen. But he says, I want you to know it came with a price. I humbled myself. I humbled myself. I I don't ever want you to forget. You know the story when God was walking through the garden with Adam and when Adam sinned and Adam fell into sin. Um, God asked Adam where he was. You all remember that? 
Where are you at, Adam? Where are you? Um, and that was always interesting to me because God knows everything, right? So how I many know oh, God could ask a question to provoke learning? To see what the student knows where he is. You ever ask your kid a question, you already know the answer. You just want to know if they know, one, if they're going to tell the truth, right? But, but maybe, maybe they don't know. Maybe they really don't know. I want to see where he's at right now. Carlos, Mateo, why did you, where are you at? What's going on? What, what's happening here? But we know that Adam knew where he was because when Adam sinned, he sewed fig leaves around himself and he hid himself. Amen? He knew he messed up. He knew he made a mistake. So if he knew where he was, why did God ask the question? And I've sat in, uh, Jeannie and I have sat in so many classes. We've talked about so many things. There's all these different, but I got to say, church, I think when God saw where man was, when God saw where man was in sin, God searched himself and found nothing in himself to be able to connect where man was. And God was like, I've never been in that state before. I've, I've, never, I've never been there. That, that's, that, that doesn't live in me. That's, that, and so in order for God to answer the question, God himself had to go back to school. And he became a man. He humbled himself and he dwelt among us. And he says, now I know, now I know what it is to be like you. Now I know what it is to have my feelings hurt, to, to have infirmities. Now I know what it is to be tempted. Now I know what it is to be hungry. Now I know what it is to be rejected. Now I know what it feels like to be kicked to the curb. He didn't judge us from up there and say, I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you would do something like that. Instead, he walked among us to live like us, to be like us, and he had gotten himself the victory. By being hung high and stretched wide and he extends it to you and I and he says I never want you to forget it remember remember never forget what I did for you Don't ever let anyone bring condemnation on you or make you feel that you are not worthy. I know you've made mistakes, but remember I paid the price. Your sins are forgiven. I don't ever want you to forget it. Remember how much I love you. When you're working, when you're at home, I want you to remember. I want you to remember. Church, if God had the power to go down to hell and take the keys to death, hell, and the grave, to say, let my people go, if God had the power to move mountains and split the seas, God still has the power today to move in your circumstance. 
God has the power. He says, I want you to remember there are two things I don't want you to ever forget. And it's crazy because I go, why did he put so much, why, why so much emphasis on this? Why, why such that moment of before? Why didn't he say, I never want you to forget when I was a baby? I never, I never want you to forget, I never want you to forget that, that, I, came, that I came down and, and, I, and I healed that, that man, that I walked on water. Never forget. When you guys are going through some troubled times, don't forget that time when I, when I turned water into wine. That was a good day, wasn't it, guys? They're like, yeah, it was. <laughs> don't ever forget when I did that. Don't, don't ever forget. No, 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 no. Why make this so important? And I want to say this morning, because of his body being broken... And his blood being poured out is forgotten. It was all for nothing. He says, I want you to remember. Don't ever forget it. Don't ever forget. I've, I've received communion a million times in my life. And there are so many times when I receive the communion, it's just something we do. But this morning, God says, remember the price I paid, what I went through as I came down. And I got to be honest, church. Think of the thing that you've done that maybe was the most humbling thing in your life, whatever that is. Whatever that is, for God to come down from heaven to be a man, that is the most humbling thing anyone could ever do. And he says, I don't ever want you to forget. Amen. Let's bow our heads this morning. This morning, don't let his sacrifice, don't let his blood be poured out, his body broken. Don't let it be for nothing. Don't live your life wishing a year from now, two years, five years from now, wishing you would have surrendered your life to him. Don't let his sacrifice be for nothing this morning. This morning, you're here with us, and you say, Pastor Carlos, I'm not, I'm not saved. Uh, this morning, I, I'm, here, I'm here in the house of the Lord, but I'm not living for God. I'm not serving God. He's not living in my life. You want to receive Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. Before we receive communion this morning, it's very important that you do so. You don't have to receive communion. You don't have to partake. But this morning, it's a very serious thing. Uh, I would encourage you to give your life to Christ, to accept him to be your Lord and Savior. This morning, he's knocking at your heart's door, and he says, I want to come in. I, I want to dwell with you. I want to live with you. I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to, I'm here to 
serve you. I'm here to help you. I'm here to give you, bring you salvation. The love of the Father is the greatest thing that you could have this morning if you don't have it in your heart. This morning, children or not, grandparent or not, uncle, aunt or not, you're here this morning to say, Pastor, pray for me. I would like to receive Jesus this morning as we all pray together. You raise your hand. You say, Pastor, that's me. You raise your hand. God sees that hand. God sees that on his heart. Anybody else? God sees his hands on his hearts this morning. God sees these hands. Amen. Anybody else? Anybody else? God sees that hand, sister. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. He says, I never want you to forget. Don't ever forget the price I pay. Remember. Anybody else? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. For those who raised their hand, and if you didn't, we're going to pray this prayer this morning. We're going to ask God to forgive us of our sin, to come into our life, and to give us a new start this morning. Amen. Repeat after me, church. Loudly and proud, speak to the Creator, the King of kings, the Lord of lords this morning. And church, if you didn't raise your hand and you want to pray with your brothers and sisters this morning, please do so, because how many of you know we're in this journey together? Amen? Amen. Pray with me. Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sin, for I am a sinner who needs forgiveness. I accept your blood, your body. I accept the salvation. Come into my heart. Change me. I surrender my life to you. This morning is a new day. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray for all those who prayed this prayer. Let today, God, be a new day. Let today be a new start. Today be, a, be built on hope and future. I plead the blood of Jesus over your children, over your church this morning. And we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' mighty name. Our God's children said, amen, amen. amen. This morning, if you don't have a, a, a communion cup, please raise your hand. We're going to be receiving communion right now. Amen. Please raise your hand. And if I could have Mark, Mark Butler is going to be going around. I know I don't have one. If I could have one, please, brother, after you. I'd appreciate that. Let's all stand this morning. Oh, thank you so very much, baby. Thank you, sweetie. My, thank you. like to go ahead and remove the top right now. We're going to read 1 Corinthians 11.24, and it says, And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me.
verse 25. If you could take the bread. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup of the new covenant in my blood, this do often as you drink it in remembrance of me. You can drink or receive the bread. Amen. Ms. Jane, if you could come down, and we want to sing, uh, if we could uh, have Ms. Uh, Jan and Majestic, if you come down, I want to sing that song out one more time. Noel, Noel, the first Noel, as we dismiss this morning. How many know you can't get enough Christmas songs? Amen. Sing with us as we worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords this morning.
praise this morning. Amen. Amen. I never want to hear anyone say, God, man, he can't use me. I, I, I just feel, I don't, I don't feel like I'm equipped. I don't feel like I'm ready. Let me tell you something this morning. Uh, I've been serving the Lord for a long time, and I've never gotten the elements backwards. If God can use me, he can use you this morning. And how many you know we serve, we, we serve a gracious God? That even though we might, we might, you know, mess up a little bit here and there. Because we're human, amen? He still loves you. He still loves us, amen? Amen. Brother Matthew, come down and please bless us as we dismiss this morning. Amen. Did God speak to someone today? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Be blessed this morning. Thank you for coming and for visiting with us this morning. Heavenly Father, we...